Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Welcome back, and as always, thanks for listening. So let's look at the new perspective on Paul. Now, that being said, I got to tell you, this new perspective has been around a while. Um, and it's not really a new perspective per se. So let me say this. I'm going to give you some little bit of background information. The new perspective, in a nutshell, is that Paul, the apostle, is Jewish and thinks predominantly Jewish and is Jewish. Now, that sounds real, you know, well, duh, of course he's Jewish. But there are a lot of scholars that honestly believe that he was pretty much Hellenized. And by that, that means, yeah, he had this, he might have been Jewish and he grew up Jewish, but he was Hellenized, which being, made, made him a Greek thinker. So he was really more of a kind of a Greek philosopher in his head. And um, he found things wrong with his religion, and so he swapped. Okay, that's the old thought process. The new thought process is, wait a minute. No, uh, Paul was fully Jewish, raised Jewish, thought Jewish. Yes, he understood Greek. Yes, he understood Greek philosophy. Yes, he was a very smart person. Very, very gifted. But he never thought of himself in any other way, any other way other than a Jew, than being a Jew. And he did not see accepting Jesus as Messiah, in his mind, as a violation of that. Now, just to be clear, there are a lot, or many, not maybe a lot, but there are many, theologians on both Jewish side and Protestant side that say, that call foul on that whole thing. And basically they say, now this new perspective on Paul is heretical. Um, they want to just basically divorce Paul from his Judaism and say he changed his mind and he redid everything and, and so forth. So, let me throw this at you. I happen to be someone who likes and is a proponent of that, the new perspective, in that if it puts Paul back in context, because again, you know, that's the thing I keep harping on, context, and context being language, history, and culture. And those were the things that I mentioned that Head and Robinson a very well-known preacher, uh, said you really have to look at to take the ancient to the present. Now, a real complication 
that we have. And when I say we, I'm talking about Western Protestant evangelicals. In our theology, when when we grip things, is that pretty much um, we've kind of made up our minds about something before we even look at it. Uh, there was a scholar. There's a scholar named Christer Stendhal. Now, I've mentioned him before. But Christian, he taught at Harvard Divinity School for a short time. But uh, he went to be with Jesus in 2008. And just to sum up his thought process, Christer Stendhal had three rules for religious understanding. All right. Not agreement, not agreement, but understanding. There's a difference. And part of this had to do with when he was a uh, a bishop, I think in uh, Amsterdam or in in the uh in the one of the Scandinavian countries. I think it was Amsterdam. But um as the story goes, to try to be quick about it, um, he ran into uh, some a situation where uh, there was a cultish group that was converting people in this, in this particular city he was in, and people were getting really, really hostile. And uh, and to kind of simmer some of this hostility down, he said, "Look, let's you know look at what's happening." And he said this, and I think this is wise. Okay, when you're trying to evaluate another faith, that doesn't again mean you agree with it. It means that when you're evaluating, and his rule number one was when you're trying to understand another religion or faith, you should ask the adherents of that faith and not its enemies. Yeah. But unfortunately, that tends to be what we do. And we don't always ask the enemies. What we do is we read articles that are vehemently poisonous against that particular faith or religion. Now, um, the complication is is you're not going to be looking at it from a, a clear point of view because basically everyone's already made their minds up. Again, I'm not saying that you would agree with them. I'm just saying you need information, like he said, from the adherents of that group. Now, the second thing is, is don't compare your best to their worst. So, if you got a pastor and you're saying, man, this pastor of mine is fantastic, he does all this stuff, and he's super, super good, and I heard that your pastor who got arrested and did this, 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 and this, you know, is a real, you know, nut job. Well, that's obviously unfair comparison. 
And then the other thing is, is leave, the last one is, leave room for holy envy, is what he called it. Holy envy. And basically he meant that you should be willing to recognize that there are elements in other faiths that are admirable. I may not agree with them at all in their basic tenets, but they may have, let's say, their prayer life. Uh, they may pray a lot more than I and have a lot more dedication in that than I do. Well, that's holy envy. I look at that and I say, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. I need to do that more. So, now, if we would use these when we're looking at Judaism, it would be infinitely better in our evaluations. But the problem is, is we have thousands, I mean hundreds of years of animosity toward Judaism in itself. Which, to be honest, when the new perspective of Paul came up, that's when people were like doing a double take so much they almost snapped their neck. Because they were, what, what, what? What, what are you suggesting? There's value in that? You're crazy. And just going bananas. So, if you're going to look at it, and you really want a better perspective of, uh, of the new perspective, all right, I'm going to mention some books, and I'm... These people don't know me. They're not funding this podcast or anything. There's no connection. They don't even know who I am. But I'm going to mention them too because I believe that they're worth looking at. So that's a suggestion. The first thing is, is that there is a professor who's retired now, but his name is Dr. Kent Yinger. Y-I-N-G-E-R. Kent Yinger. He was at Portland Seminary of George Fox. And he has a book called The New Perspective on Paul and Introduction. Now, he also has some interviews that are online. And if you type his name in, you Google that, you might be able to find some good interviews where he answers some questions about The New Perspective. Now, if you really want to get jiggy with it, then you can grab E.P. Sanders, uh, Paul and Palestinian Judaism. And you can also, there's an article written by, guess who? Christer Stendhal, the man I just mentioned at the beginning, on, Jude, on Palestine, Paul and Palestinian Judaism. And uh, there's also the works of N.T. Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T. Now, I tend to focus also on writers on the uh, on an article. It's online called "Their Jerusalem Perspective," and there are many really good fantastic articles there. Uh, the Jerusalem Perspective, uh, a lot of the scholars there also have been with the Jerusalem School for Synoptic Studies for years. And they have some very, very, very good things to say. 
informative. Uh, I'll just warn you uh, that sometimes it can get a little on the technical side. So if you're somebody who loves that jazz, like I am, dive in. And if you're not, then start with Dr. Kent Yinger and work your way towards uh, towards the other books, okay? Oh, and the Jerusalem Perspective, I think it would be a good one. And once again, they don't know me. They're not... Um, in connection with me at all it's just I've run across their information and I do like it a lot okay now here's the thing that a lot of people want to know okay so what if I get a, if, if, if I like this new perspective on Paul so what what does that do for me all right For me, here's what it did. The new perspective helped me put Paul back into his original setting. And also, beyond that, helped me put Jesus back in his original setting. And it helped me look at my behavior. Not just because... Uh, hey, you know, I need to be a better person. Everybody thinks, you know, you wake up, I need to be a better person. But it's more than that. It's about a relationship with God. God invented Judaism. He invented it. Now, does that mean I'm going to convert? No. Does that mean I'm going to highly respect the people and the sages and the language, and the culture, and look at all of that more? Yeah, that's, that's exactly what that means. Why is that? Because it brings clarity and helps my relationship with, guess what? A Jewish Messiah. Yeah. It helps me understand the depth of when you hear the word covenant what that really means outside of all the little theological uh, 100,000 little theological uh, and church signs that they've got covenants slapped all over because to be honest it's so much more than that and uh, it has helped me have a genuine deep respect and love for Jewish Love for Jewish culture, for Jewish language, for Jewish people. And even though I know that I'm never going, in my small way I'm going to try, but never going to reverse the hundreds of years of uh, animosity, unfortunately, that has gone back and forth between the two faiths, where I'm standing, it helps me with my relationship with my Jewish Messiah. That's what it does. So, I would encourage you to take that in mind and look at it. The new perspective on Paul isn't really new. It's basically taking Paul and putting him back where he belongs. 
That's what it is. But I do think there's a lot of value in it. So that being the case, I want to encourage you to study up and keep on speaking it on. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. And may God bless all of your efforts.